Soaring skyscrapers form some of the most iconic skylines across the world. From my home in London to the bustling New York, Chicago to Paris, many cities have a signature look which is defined by that skyline. You might not expect this in a small city in northern Texas, though. However, Wichita Falls is home to what some call the world's littlest skyscraper, which is a phrase I cannot say without smiling. <laughs> I know. It's so it's so adorable. Yeah. I, this is one of those articles as we were reading through this to, to prepare. All I could do was just keep going. Aw. <laughs> so today we're talking about the Newbie McMahon building, which is a four-story building built way back in 1919. Now, it's a mere 40 feet tall, 18 feet wide, and 10 feet deep. For those quick at math, that means each floor has only 180 square feet. And if you think, Stephen, that's a little roomy, remember that 25% of each floor is taken up by steep internal staircases. During the 1920s, the Newby McMahon Building was featured in Ripley's Believe It or Not, their syndicated column as the world's littlest skyscraper, a nickname that has stuck with it ever since. The building was built after a large petroleum reservoir was discovered in this area around Wichita Falls, Texas. And as you might imagine, this made many locals wealthy basically overnight. Some 20,000 people moved into the area to work the oil fields. And there was very little commercial space to support all this because it just sprung up so quickly. So stock transactions and other deals were often completed in the streets or in tents that had been set up by the oil companies for workers. Nice and just keeping it nice and professional over there in Wichita Falls. <laughs> Railway company boss Augustus Newby and J.D. McMahon, the owner of an oil rig company, set out to build a new building. The Newby building was a one-story affair that was built in 1906. And six years later, McMahon moved forward to complete his part of the building, and he raised funds for this new high-rise office building. And these newly wealthy local businessmen just poured capital into the project. McMahon ended up raising $200,000, and in today's U.S. dollars, that's $2.73 million. McMahon used his own construction crews to build on the small, unused piece of property without obtaining prior consent from the owner of the property. <laughs> the t- <laughs> just, just move in and start building. Like, I think if you're just confident enough and you know, like, like you know what you're doing, people will just let you do it. Uh, the tower was built connected to the newbie building without permission. If you see photos of it, they are actually touching. But as construction moved forward, investors started to notice something about the size of the building. So McMahon's investors claimed that the building was supposed to be 480 feet tall, which would be about 48 floors. But he claimed that he never verbally stated the actual height of the building. The proposed skyscraper depicted in the blueprints that he had distributed to his investors and which were approved by them was clearly labeled as consisting of four floors and 480 inches in height. (laughs) 12 meters. I love that so much. The real estate and construction deal was declared legally binding by a local judge as McMahon built exactly what was on the plans, down to the degree that because there were no staircases on the plans, none were installed. Employees had to use a ladder for many years to travel up and down the flights. Obviously, McMahon is not a great person, but you've got to appreciate his tenacity. Yeah, right. Like, I just assumed he was walking around just saying the number 480 to people. And that was like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Like, nobody seems to have looked at the blueprints at all. 
So McMahon ended up splitting, naturally, taking the investors' money with him. They did recover a small portion of their investment from the elevator company, which refused to honor the contract after they learned of the con. So there was one company who was like, no, screw this, take your money back, like whatever. But the rest of it was all gone. I mean, with 180 square feet per floor there's really not much room for anything else besides an elevator the city and its inhabitants were hugely embarrassed by the new mcmahon building and the the scam they had all been put through and what it reminded them of in the 1920s the ground floor had six desks representing the six different companies that occupied the building as its original tenants which i imagine probably took up all of the space yeah they were probably just touching desks right just stacking them up as the oil dried up and then the great depression hit the building was boarded up and then in 1931 a fire gutted the building after the great depression the building housed a succession of tenants including barber shops and cafes but eventually the deed went to the city of wichita falls and on, on many occasions over the years it has been scheduled for demolition but local residents have come to the defense of the building how could you want to knock down this little guy yeah it's adorable i mean i get when you see it you're kind of reminded about this confidence man who took a bunch of people for their money but you know we're now after the great depression this was you know de- you know decades ago and and those people may not be around anymore yeah, I like that there were local residents that kind of came to the defense of it. You know, it's like, it's part, I guess, to people that live in that area, it does make up part of their skyline, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it is a building that they're used to seeing. So I guess it just means something to them. In 1986, this was uh, kind of proven out when the city gave the building to the Wichita County Heritage Society with the hope that that group could rehabilitate it. And then by 1999, it was unfortunately clear that the Wichita County Heritage Society couldn't fully care for the building and talk began again of demolishing it. However, the public rallied around saving the building again. An architectural firm in the area named Bundy, Young, Sims, and Potter came in to stabilize the building. Bundy and another local businessman, Marvin Groves, purchased the building in December of 2000 for (laughs) $3,748. If only we would have known. Right, we could have we could have bought the building. I know. Uh, I've I've driven cars that I paid less money for. In June two thousand and three, uh, unfortunately, the Newbie McMahon building suffered some severe wind damage, but was fully restored in two thousand and five at the cost of two hundred and fifty four thousand uh, dollars, twenty five thousand of which came from the city. The building is currently part of the Depot Square Historic District of Wichita Falls. And it's been declared a Texas historical landmark and is even listed on the National Register of Historic Places. And today you can go to the building. It's it's still there. In 2006, an antiques dealership named the Antique Wood opened up into the ground floor. And the upper floors of the tower have been transformed into artist studios. Yeah, and even though that the building obviously has and never could meet the criteria for the definition of a skyscraper, nor even that of a high-rise building, like it just keep going down the list, it's none of them. Uh, the the name, the littlest skyscraper, has been kind of stuck with the building because how could you not want a building called the littlest skyscraper? Yeah, I I really just love this this story. I mean, it is a bummer that a bunch of people got ripped off a long time ago, but. The fact that no one clearly looked at the plans. I mean, if a judge said this is what the plan said, so it's legal, none of those investors, not a single one, noticed that it was in inches and and not feet. It's really just mind-blowing. But I like that the community has come around it. 
I can just assume that McMahon was, you know, the typical definition of a con man, right? Like he was just, I don't know, like just talking loudly and brashly and and was kind of just saying to people like, hey, sign here, it's going to be great. Because clearly nobody properly looked at the blueprints, because if the blueprints were accurate and a judge seems to think so, that they were the ones that were submitted, there are just so many things that you would see. Like if you were expecting a 48 story building, but we're looking at plans for a building that only had four stories you wouldn't miss that like the staircase stuff if you don't know what you're looking for maybe you would miss that you know you might not notice that 480 is in inches rather than feet but you would surely notice the floors so McMahon did what he had to do i think if we were in this area we would need to move relay fm headquarters there Oh, I would want to so bad. Like, if this was local to me now, I would be seeing what we could do to get an office there because the world, lit, the world's littlest skyscraper is it's something that I now hold so dear to me. I can I can really see why the people in the area didn't want it knocked down. I don't know, like the little picture of it on the Wikipedia page is so thin and like and it just looks so tall there. He's you know, he's just a cute little guy. If you want to read about the world's littlest skyscraper and about confidence tricks, uh, those links are in our show notes this week at relay.fm slash ungeniust slash five. You can get in touch on that page, you can get in touch at Twitter at ungeniust. Mike is at imike I M Y K E and I'm at I S M H. Uh feel free to send in article ideas. I think this one is from uh, our initial list, but we're getting lots of new suggestions every week and there's a lot of fun to go through until next time mike say goodbye bye-bye adios